0: Filthy casuals! Buy filthy casuals! No, go, 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 go! Sorry,
1: go, go! go. Hi, everyone! Go, go! What? Go, go, go! go. 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 Right now, hi, everyone! Go and welcome to Flashpoint Go, episode 132, recorded Saturday, January 13th. I'm your host, David Holloway, and as you've already heard, there's a man joining me who was 2018's fourth, first. oh, fuck! Go! Who was, two, who was 2018's first walking coma. How are you, Simon?
0: Uh, I, I misread that. I thought I was the first walking coma. <laughs> uh,
1: I, I think 2018's got to be a year of a much smoother podcast, as you can already hear. I think we've nailed I, this. I, I think oh, so.
0: Really? I don't think of myself as a coma. I think of myself more as a colon, especially after I've been drinking. <laughs> And then you have the mat Tree vindaloo and then there's just tears and regrets after that, isn't it? Let's just face it. So it is a
1: different year. you are brought up the bow stuff for a change. Um, we also have a man who's due oh, – who's due? And we also have a man who, due to his insistence on having a life, means his co-host are sequestered in hot rooms to record podcasts on a bloody Saturday afternoon. How are you, Ben?
2: Um pretty good i like that you say that i have a life when realistically the reasons i can't do sunday or monday night is for probably one of the most nerdiest things ever
1: it is dungeons
2: and dragons (laughs) and live streaming so those are the three
1: things so yeah we we, we tried to find a day and a time and it came down to a saturday bloody afternoon because all three
2: of us yeah all three of us are busy though like because you've got like a lunch tomorrow simon's got a dinner tonight we've got I can't remember what was on Tuesday. Someone had something on Tuesday as well. It's just, yeah, this this whole weekend and week's just looking pretty crazy for all three of us, to be honest.
1: Go 2018. Yeah.
0: Interact with people face to face. It's my weekend of hell. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Exactly.
2: Oh, well. Uh, Back to norm next month when we don't socialise or talk to anyone. That's more like it, Mm -hmm. excellent
1: all right well um yeah welcome everyone back to the year and um as always it's not as if we're about to do anything original so let's talk about um what we played in the past month starting with you simon
0: minecraft final fantasy 13 uh no man's sky yes no man's sky uh and more minecraft i'm I'm okay
2: okay minecraft yay um but why no man's sky why why have you subjected yourself to that <laughs> horrible horrible video game?
0: Cuz sometimes I just feel like wandering around and mining for resources and building but actually it sounds like a lot of, like Minecraft now I think about it. <laughs> but <laughs> I get to fly in No Man's Sky. Oh. True. Funny. Well
2: there's a, well there's that flying ability you can put in Minecraft so
0: Ah uh, creative mode, yes.
2: Mm.
1: Mm. I can verify because when I and I'll talk about it a minute. When I first logged into my PlayStation in a long time, I noticed you were playing No Man's Sky. I thought, oh, go Simon.
0: Yeah, I'm a contrarian. Mm. What can I tell you? That's
2: yeah. Well, let, let's ask the question: Has anything changed? Really? Is it still as bad as what it was and is, or sub- in my mind, it is anyway. <laughs>
0: A lot's changed. the The base building's gotten a, a lot more involved. You can share your bases with other players if you choose to. So if someone comes across mm-hmm. you, they can they can wander around and have a bit of a look. Um, there's ground vehicles now. Uh, there's several different classes of ground vehicles which you can uh, build depending on who you've recruited to uh, mm-hmm. work your base. Um, the the galaxy's been rebuilt again. Okay. um added uh, added uh, some some more diversity incre- increasing number of biomes uh i can't remember all of the things but but yeah it's i mean it it definitely looks uh a lot prettier than when it started uh the the interface between space and getting into the atmosphere has gotten um gotten a lot better mm-hmm. uh, yeah on the whole I'd, it's, it's a lot more seamless i think the the frame rate's all very stable so I mean, if, if it's the sort of if you enjoy exploring, if you wonder what's over the next hill, and the answer is usually another hill, but <laughs> you know, if, if you just feel like having a, a roam and explore and challenge yourself to to just survive, which it can be quite challenging in that respect, depending on, on how you have the game set up. Um, yeah, it's good. It's not something I'd want to spend days and days doing. You mm. don't have construction flexibility. That you, or just the the wild and crazy aspects, and obviously the social aspects of Minecraft, you don't have uh, any of that. But I think it's got its own place. It's there's definitely plenty of people who still play it. Hmm. Uh, it's, it's not what Sony hoped it would be, uh, or what a lot of people with insane expectations turned it into before launch, and then they were disappointed because their expectations weren't met. But that's the age we live in. And that goes with movies, television, anything else. If it's not exactly what you have in your mind's eye, it's terrible and it's killed everything and the worst thing ever. And holy crap, people, (laughs) take a pill.
1: (laughs) And Just on No Man's Sky, I was surprised um, looking through the January sale stuff on the PlayStation. Unless I didn't scroll down far enough, I thought this would have been on even more of a special, but I didn't see it.
0: Uh, it does go on special periodically. I mean, I bought the the box version, obviously, when it first came out, and unlike a lot of people, didn't return it. Uh, and I think I've got, just for convenience sake, I've got the electronic version. I think when it came on special, I think it was like 20, 20 bucks or something, which I thought was, considering yeah. where the game was, I thought, that was a, I thought that was a reasonable enough price. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying, I'm not encouraging people to go back and have a look at it, but... Uh, if there are any aspects of the game that appeal to you um, initially, then, yeah, it's it's worth a
2: look. It's worth mm. a look.
1: All right. Cool. And, Ben, lay your list on
2: us. Uh, yeah, it's a pretty short list. Um, Heroes of the Storm. I've been playing a lot of Heroes of the Storm lately. Um, I'm actually surprised how much I've been playing, but I've got a couple of friends that are over in the States who've been playing it. The only problem I've got with it at the moment is that, for some reason, as soon as I start streaming Heroes of the St- Storm, or I, I try to stream with it, my ping just goes absolutely ballistic, and it just becomes virtually unplayable, um, which, as a result, my, my streaming's kind of suffered for it, because I want to play Heroes of the Storm, but I can't stream it, which is kind of a shame, because it's a hell of a lot of fun. Mm. Um Also, I jumped back into some Diablo 3 the other week, um, which is really cool. Um, My God, the Necromancer is overpowered. If you bought that Necromancer class, it's literally just build up so you've got an army of skeletons and everything else ready for you and you just slowly walk along, just clicking one, and, you know, as you walk along through the tombs. I just, in about a couple of hours, I smashed through like half the game it felt like i was just just cruising and i wasn't even really paying attention i was watching um japanese wrestling while i was uh, playing it and just having zero problems at all so clearly that class needs uh, a little bit of a debuff or something like a bit of a nerf um something is not right there uh also jump back into PUBG now that it's actually got a version one release so it's actually out of beta on pc it's it's technically a released game now um definitely worth checking out if you haven't played it for a while um graphics are better uh the sound is better there is a lot that is better the problems it still has is server connections lag um uh i'm guessing ping related issues as well because even just playing it the other night i was and i've got clips of it on stream where and guys that were in my chat as well, like, how the hell did you not hit that guy? Like, the guy was dead on my crosshairs. He was barely, I don't know, 50 meters away. And I pumped four bullets at him. And, like, none of them apparently hit. And that, and it was clearly a lag issue. I know I'm terrible, but you, you watch the footage and it's like, that that was definitely lag. Um, so there's still a lot of lag issues with PUBG at the moment. So just be wary of that if you jump into it. I haven't tried it on Xbox yet, but Simon, I think you tried it on Xbox, didn't you?
0: No, I've only got the PC version at the moment.
2: Ah, okay. You were going to try it on Xbox? Is that what it was?
0: I'm I'm intending to. I'm just mm. I'm I'm going to wait a little bit longer for yeah. sort things out. I, I believe it's quite playable. Uh yeah. just the, the the lobby being ropey, but then it's a lobby. I mean you don't exactly need hundred and twenty frames so
2: um, exactly
0: yeah i mean plenty of people they've just hit three million on mm. the Xbox. Uh, so there's obviously people playing it
2: <laughs> that's right yeah yeah it's it's actually kind of interesting to talk about it on the xbox because um i mean i've got a few friends that have been playing it on there and they who've come from the pc side and they're saying oh man we're winning so much more on the xbox because so many people there don't know what they're doing yet but oh, in seen- saying that they they jump back over to pc and they're like oh, yeah, this is what this game was like. So on Xbox, they're considering it. it's like, It's like playing what the game was, like, eight, nine months ago on PC. Yeah. Um, but it is playable. It, it, you, you're not going to have the most optimized experiences compared to when you're playing it on PC. No. Um, played uh, Horizon Zero Dawn Frozen Wilds DLC, finished the story mode of that, and uh, uh, attempted to play some Divinity Original Sin as much as as fun as that game is and what what a callback that game is to like a Baldur's Gate or an Icewind Dale, holy crap is there a steep learning curve to that because I was dying so very, very, very easily and I had no clue what the hell I was doing. Um, so I definitely need to give that one some more time. Um, hopefully I'll do some video content or something with it in the future. Cool. But yeah, that's my list. I'll scratch that one off my list then because that's my whole gaming
1: <laughs> career. <laughs> I don't want to make it even harder. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I, as people know, last month, I had a bit of a, an issue with my PlayStation four, I ended up putting it in for a pair, being told the motherboard was dead,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, and cost of replacing a motherboard, not financially worth it. Um, they alleged, uh, so I splurged out and thank you to Simon for finding a good deal. Um, got a PlayStation pro, so I'm finally back up and running, which is good. Uh, but how are you finding the pro? See, because I don't have a 4K TV, um, I'm not really noticing a lot of difference.
2: Mm,
1: mm. Um, you, I, you've
2: got Horizon. That's I think that's one you should well, chuck on on the Pro, yeah, though. Yeah, that's
1: right. That's one I haven't fired up. I've downloaded it ready to mm. fire up, but I've only done um, Destiny 2 and a bit of Fallout 4 um, on it so far. Um, so, But prior to that, been up and running, just doing a lot of StarCraft. Um, actually got back into WoW. Well. I had a bit of a break from it, but... Ah, cool. Back into WoW and did sort of the the little bit of extra story they released in the last patch. Played a bog load of Mario Kart 8, which never gets old. And um, that's obviously on the Wii U. Um, I'm now doing the whole go back on the Grand Prix and get three gold stars on every gold cup sort of thing, just for a bit of completionism. And then now that I'm back on the PlayStation Destiny 2. So we'll talk more about that in a mm. second. though. So... That's what we've been playing. Um, so while we're talking Destiny, we've got a couple of things here for, about Bungie and Destiny. So I am just going to do a very uh, brief uh, thing before we move on to some announcements they've done in the last 24 hours. Um, so I finally got onto the Curse of Osiris uh, expansion with my PlayStation being dead. And um, i got to say, I actually really enjoyed it, but I still totally agree with the points about how it was not worth 30 bucks. Um, mm. it was so short. And and I really enjoyed probably the first two thirds of it and the last third I was going, really, this again? I've got to go through all these triangle corridors to get to the same shit all over again. So there was... I uh, think, oh, yeah. Uh,
0: yes. Um, so that got a bit mm. old.
1: But I, I, overall, I, I thought the story actually was at a level that was good for me. But, yeah, if it had been $15, I would have gone, yeah, that was good, $30. You go, yeah... Which obviously that's what a lot of people have said, so no big.
2: Yeah, it's it's, and I, I like that you mentioned the triangle thing, because that section once you get up to the bit where you got the gates, you can just bypass all the enemies, just run straight up to the gate, open the gate, go that's through. Right. Yeah. Um, you can skip majority of that. Um, hence why, a lot of people are able to complete the entire DC in under what do we say it was two hours. Yeah, I think I, some I people were doing it even half. in an hour. Yeah. Sounds about yeah. right. Yeah. It's 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 a quick campaign. Um,
1: I do think of you quite often though, Simon, in that one thing I did notice is there was a much greater emphasis on using your power weapon. And in my case, I just stuck with my sniper rifle. I had a lot more opportunity to use snipering than I ever have in any of um, Destiny. So I quite enjoyed that. But, yeah, I agree. There's two, two hours uh, probably I spent.
2: What's me, snipers?
1: <laughs> yeah, I thought about cheesing the whole time and I thought, hmm, Simon, you mm. enjoy this? I mean, there was the odd time if you got too far behind, it forcibly brought you forward to where the action was, but yeah, it was good. But
0: uh, I, no, there was rubber banding in it. That's kind of terrifying.
1: Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, that's what it's called, rubber banding. Mm. I like that. Um, so yeah, overall, it was okay, but not worth the money. And so let's, based on that feedback, obviously, Bungie have felt the need to come out and do a bit of a here's our roadmap for 2018 so who'd like to start on that i've had a read through the polygon article and to me even i wasn't that taken with what they announced but who wants to start
2: i'll leave that up to uh simon because i actually haven't really read what they announced i just seen some of the backlash from it went oh okay i'll wait
0: (laughs) yeah well yeah that's that's the thing isn't it um i i still follow my name is bife uh who Mm, i think it's Say oh been, no
2: don't get me wrong I still follow him he's one of the best people from the Destiny community to follow
0: Oh absolutely yeah no mm. no I'm not I'm not um, yeah. not saying suggesting that anyone hasn't um but I I know that like a lot of um a lot of Destiny streamers and um pundits he's seen mm. a, a in in subs as the game's become less popular Yeah um and uh, I mean he knows a lot of the people in Destiny, uh, in Bungie, mm-hmm. because he's actually visited the studios, so and he's always been very pro. And I think it's it's just it really speaks loudly just his attitude and what he's saying the 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 hope, but not optimistic hope that things are going to get better and that it's basically, in a nutshell, what they basically said was they're going to try and. Bring the game up to where Destiny 1 was.
2: Yeah, but <laughs> this is this is the problem. We've heard this story, and I was just, before we started, I was reading a Kotaku article um, about the announcements because I was trying to actually find out what was announced. And they're saying it's, it's, it just feels like we're going around in circles because it's the exact same thing we've heard for the last three, four years now with Destiny. <laughs> oh, we're going to do better. Okay. Oh, we're going to do better. Okay. And again, here we are with Destiny Two. It's the exact same thing as what happened three, four years ago with Destiny One.
0: Yeah. Um, I, I mean, it's very much a case of if you if you um, play Destiny Two and you enjoy Destiny Two, awesome. You be you. Mm-hmm. Yep. Fantastic. Go for it. Uh, but we and I think we, we all have to respect each other's viewpoints a little bit, like the uh, Last Jedi thing. Uh, respect each other's viewpoints. No, we don't. <laughs> And don't 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 expect that we have to agree on everything. Um, so if you if you're not enjoying Destiny 2, cool. If you are in De- enjoying Destiny 2, cool. But uh, one of the, obviously one of the the hot button issues would be the um, whole Eververse thing. And they did say that um, I think it was uh, the game director um, Chris Barrett um, that. <laughs> And take this as you like, but that uh, the, the Eververse was never intended to be a substitute for end game content and
2: rewards. <laughs> mm, never intended. Sure. But how did they get there then?
0: Yeah, I don't know. But accident?
2: Mm. I
0: suppose. It's, it's a little bit like uh, if someone's caught committing adultery they didn't actually mean to um, have relations with uh, that person they they just tripped on the on the rug and they they fell forward and you know something just ended up inside something else and it was completely <laughs> accidental and we don't know how this happened it's not 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 functioning as intended mm. Despite the that it clearly obviously is functioning precisely as they intended but they still don't have the guts to come out and admit that yeah, we 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 screwed up. So yeah. there's there's a lot of a lot of um, a lot of soft language and and wiggle words to avoid actually admitting that they've done anything wrong or take any responsibility. Um, they are saying we're not just listening; we're doing. Except, of course, we haven't seen them do anything up to this point. No. So, yeah, I mean, and if anyone's really interested in reading what the development roadmap for 2018 is, I'd suggest you have a look at it and just read the whole thing because you don't really need mm. any need colouring it. But I think it's safe to say that most people have... At best, people have come away feeling a little bit more optimistic about the game's future, but I think the majority of people have either had their worst fears confirmed or are just very much taking a wait-and-see attitude. So it's, it's really sad. Considering where the game... The original game was with the uh, before this whole ten-year um, mm. rubbish first appeared. the The game that um, Stanton and um, and Marty O'Donnell were working on when Bungie still had a soul before it became the the thing that it is now.
2: The Activision puppet.
0: Well, that's the thing. I don't know if it really – I don't know if you can pin everything on Activision. I think no, no, no.
2: I, I, think, it, very, I think Activision just burnt their soul. <laughs> I think there's yeah. a little bit of that.
0: Yeah, I, I'm not sure what's happening. I mean, we'll just mm. have to wait for um, Jason Schreier or someone to come and do, it, do an inside and, and tell us what actually caused the, the uh, excavation of Bungie's heart. And mm. someone stuck it on a pole, and I don't know who – all I know is it's very sad. The game had so much potential. The universe has an incredibly deep lore. And, yeah, anyway, we've we've beaten this horse before. I don't intend to keep beating it. Any thoughts?
2: Uh, I liked um, Mercury. <laughs> yeah, well, like, I, I'm just going to put it out there about the dawning thing because, okay, uh, the uh, – let's i'm not even going to get into much of the eververse thing but yeah all the rewards for the dawning were through eververse which and there was someone i actually literally had lunch with them yesterday they were telling me that they played dawning pretty much just about every single day the event was active and still didn't get a single dawning piece drop um no um
0: well that's a random number generator for you
2: exactly but like they were saying, people are saying like eighty dollars to get like all the dawning pieces, of equipment, and all that sort of stuff. Now that's the, that seems to be the average dollar figure if you were to spend money on the rewards. But the thing that pissed me off the most about the dawning, no sparrow racing league. I jumped into it the first day. I had a bit of a run around. I went, oh, there's no sparrow racing. Okay, I'm done. Bye, and I was done.
0: I'm sure that's in the 2019 roadmap. Don't worry, it'll come again.
2: <laughs> yeah, I know, but am I? Like, it's another thing that we've had before. Um. Again, it's it's going backwards instead of going forwards. They've announced private matches are coming for uh, coming now. There will be six v six cla- um uh, Crucible matches and uh, Rumble is coming back potentially. Uh, the Crimson Days are coming back. These are all things that we had from Destiny One that haven't been included in Destiny Two. So it's just again, it's more stuff that I sit there looking at it going, "Well, this is all stuff we've had before." You you know, you're just bringing back stuff that we already had. You're not reinventing the wheel or anything it's like this is stuff that you should have been bringing back in su- slowly over the last couple of months to keep us playing not okay we've got to react now we better bring back oh let's bring back mayhem which they did for the dawning um you know it's just like well, hang on mayhem's really fun that's cool but um maybe you should have had that back as one of the play modes that could pop up during launch or uh, same with, with rumble like how how did rumble not you know, which is the one v one v one v one sort of play mode. You know, how has that not been included since day dot? I just, it baffles me. Again, it's and we've talked like you said we shouldn't beat a dead horse because we've carried, we've said the same things in the last several episodes. Um, I, I I really do wish the game the best because I used to have a lot of fun with it. But uh, Mr. Fruit, that's probably the best uh, streamer YouTuber that I can think of besides my name is Bife, who him and the rest of the Dream Team, team, they used to stream or play a lot of Destiny content and have a lot of Destiny content on their channels. Um, Even he tweeted the other day saying, oh, yep, I see the roadmap. Um, So not a lot really happening that's interesting me, not much to really pull me back into playing. I'll keep an eye on it and I might jump in from time to time, but honestly, I've got other things I'm more interested in playing at the moment.
0: Yeah, I think that
2: seems to be sent sent uh, the sentiment along amongst the majority of the community. Yeah, I think
0: that probably the the most indicative thing about the dawning was the gift emote, Um, the the gift being the the name of the emote. Mm. Uh, Your your guardian produces a sort of a glowing fireworky neon present, and that was the most expensive item. In the event, I think it was like 3,000... What, what was it? Bright Engrams or du- Bright Dust or whatever? Uh, Bright
2: Dust it, or whatever you possible. buy it with, yeah.
0: It was the most the most expensive damn thing, and it was called The Gift for a Christmas event. Are mm. you freaking shitting me?
2: Yeah, it's it just seems... Everything like deliberate-
1: about it just seems bad. So speaking of things that are freaking shitting you, Simon, let's talk a little bit about Anthem.
0: Well, E3 2017, that trailer... Good God, could anyone have been any more impressed than absolutely everybody? It was on everyone's, the tip mm. of everyone's tongue, I think, on everyone's lips just yep. how awesome this game looked, how amazing.
2: Yeah, it was the game that when I looked at, say, a Facebook or a Twitter or anything like that, where people that aren't big into video games were going, oh, my God, this looks amazing, blah, blah, blah and carrying on. This was the game they were carrying on about from E three,
0: Mm-hmm. Mm. and now, well, let's just say after the twenty seventeen we've just had, a lot of people courtesy. are feeling a little courtesy less of optimistic loot Boxes, courtesy of loot boxes, courtesy of EA, courtesy of uh, Andromeda, and just the the diminishment of both BioWare and EA. I mean, EA's reputation was pretty shaky to start with, but mm. I. Th- think they've managed to hit a new low in their their core purchasing community or the, the cattle as I'm sure they prefer to think of us as yeah yeah it's it's very difficult to see how something <laughs> that's that's a de- that's supposed to be a destiny killer um, and when you consider the state of destiny and what they've tried to do and what um, Bioware uh, sorry what EA did with um, uh, the what is it I can never remember the the acronym U- UTC is it you know, the the thing with um, conor mcgregor in it oh ufc ufc that's it uh, there's too many of these damn leagues um so the <laughs> ufc 20 2018 uh what they did with need for speed payback and of course what they did with Battlefield. Oh, yeah
2: i forgot there was a need for speed game that came out
0: yeah Clearly. so did everybody
2: else mm. uh,
0: just the the attempting to roll out the uh, what that uh, that card system they had in FIFA Two, everything the the Wilson Loot box, as skill up refers to it. Uh, yeah, I don't think anyone is expecting anything much out of Bioware at this point. I mean, we're we're hopeful, but they've not proven themselves recently as being worth a damn. Yeah,
1: you, know, you
0: can. Argue, it's, it's a different part of the the company, a different studio. Doesn't really matter. It really doesn't matter at this point, because as a company, they're complicit. They were involved. They let it go out the door. Yeah. So it's really it's really hard to to know exactly what's going on behind there because obviously they're not saying anything, either. EA is pretty much not saying anything about anything at all. They're just hoping that the storm blows away and then they can open the storm cellar up and it's all going to be blue skies and rainbows and 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 unicorns. Um, mm. and they may be right. We've got very short memories. Perhaps we will forget. Well, most of us will forget, but there's obviously some of us that won't.
2: Oh, Here's the thing. The quickest way to get forgiveness? Release a good game without the crap. Yeah, but are they going to do Simple that? as that. I, I don't think they will, but oh. fingers crossed because I love Bioware's storytelling. Um, Andromeda is an exception to the rule because it wasn't done by uh, the main branch of Bioware. Um, but I'm saying that like Mass Effect was a series I loved, uh, Dragon Age is a series I love, um, KOTOR and SWOTOR, you know, games I, all, I, all of us pretty much, I'm pretty sure enjoyed in one way or another, um, in terms of an RPG and storytelling sort of video game anyway. Um, so I yeah. really do hope it's good. Um, I, I really want it to be. I'm just cautiously looking at it going, look, EA's fucked around with some stuff. I hope they've learnt their lessons from Battlefront Saga and what happened with Andromeda. That's all I can really do is just hope that they've learned their lesson and whatever comes out of it at the end of this year, that's um, if it does come out this year. I'm still thinking it won't it'll get pushed back to next year. Yeah, I'm wondering about
1: all right, well, let's move from a bit of you know, sea of thievery to some controllers. Um, CS, is CS now finished? Anyway, it's, it was in the last week, wasn't it?
2: Yes. Yeah, it's in
1: the last few days. Consumer Electronics Show, isn't it? Um, reveals uh, They revealed the HTC uh, Vive Pro and wireless adapter. I'm guessing that was you, Ben.
2: I did put it in. Um, I don't know too much about VR, but... Uh, From what I read, the Vive Pro headsets coming out, uh, it was a new headset, new monitor. It was was actually dual screens, and I think the combined resolution was like something. I can't actually remember the combined resolution. It was something ridiculous. Um, But, yeah, the new Pro headset controller looks um, amazing, and the potential for it sounds amazing. Um, but the cool thing I thought was the wireless adapter that they announced for the existing HTC Vive, and I believe it's going to be compatible with the Pro as well. Um, you know, runs over a sixty gigahertz band. Uh, the potential for it and the amount of data that it would be sending for a VR unit, yeah. and how fast it would have to send it—sixty gigahertz short-range bandwidth is huge. Um, to put that in perspective, the current High-speed Wi-Fi you have in your home, uh, AC, is on the five gigahertz band. Mm. So, you, you know, times that by twelve. That's what this HTC unit's going to be communicating on. I am um, yeah. very curious to see what else can be done with something at a sixty gigahertz band because that sounds fucking awesome. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much all I had to say on that one. Uh, unless Simon's got anything else to contribute.
0: No, no, I'm just, but like you, I'm to see a wireless adapter very excited about that because the the umbilical has always been one of the big issues yeah. with mm. these things especially with the, the vive and its lighthouses where you yeah. are going to move around a lot more than you are on, with a, a psvr uh the mm. fact that they upgraded the uh the headset and the displays and hopefully the lenses um i believe
2: they- so i can't recall i'd have to look it up
0: i hope so because the um uh, i've forgotten what they're called this like flamel or it's basically it's got a series of um concentric circles ridges and which is actually visible when you're using the thing like mm. like most of these things you tend to look past it and your brain kind of um erases it you don't see so you, you just yeah. stop it because it's a constant but it when you do notice it it's really quite jarring so hopefully i don't know whether they've got um finer etch ah. or something but that would be yep. good yeah, the the wireless. Yeah,
2: he, he, here it is uh, for the resolution. Dual OLED displays at twenty-eight eighty by sixteen hundred, so it's fourteen hundred by sixteen hundred per eye, and six hundred and fifteen pixels per uh, PPI. So yeah, seventy-eight uh, percent increase from the twenty-one sixty by twelve hundred, so ten eighty by twelve hundred per eye in the current five wow. on dual OLED. That's that's going to be a very noticeable mm. up, upgrade. Um, yeah, yeah. Sorry.
0: Battery, you're going to need for to keep that running, right? <laughs>
2: yeah, and the, yeah, and
0: if
1: you're into the conspiracy theories about Wi-Fi, the um, tin foil have to get that the 60 gigahertz doesn't fry your head.
2: Oh yeah, It'll melt your brain that's, at that
0: sort of fucking speed. That's right. Um, well, considering the frequencies that most cell phones operate at, you're looking at what eight 1800. Yeah, it's something like gigahertz. Uh, yeah, I know something. So 60 doesn't sound that bad no, to me. It doesn't. And I press nah. the test,
1: yeah, yeah, agree. Uh, man with the coolest name, uh, Seamus Blackley, has confirmed there's be a, there will be a new Duke controller out late March.
0: Yes. This is something that um, anyone that follows anything to do with Xbox is probably aware of, but the, the Duke, for those of you that don't know, is the original, original controller that came with the first Xbox, which uh, a lot of people tend to think is so huge it's uh, unusable Quite honestly, the first time I came across it, uh, I was overjoyed because it actually felt it didn't feel like a child's toy in my hand. It's a bit like if you've ever if you've ever used the PS three controller or the or the PS two or the PS one, the, the revised PS one, obviously, um, with the joysticks, then those things have always felt far too small and far too flimsy. They're just they're just it's like using um it's like using a Joy Con. Mm. So I'm actually glad to see this revised version where the the original logo, um, what, what would you call it, dome disc thing was in the middle. That's going to be a, it's been replaced by a little uh, LCD screen, which will provide relevant information. Obviously, the thing's going to be wireless. And uh, yeah, it's going to be coming out late March for anyone that wants it for their Xbox One. Excellent. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I think I should be getting one because they look kind of cool.
1: And speaking of, flim- I'll probably get one. Speaking of flimsy controllers, Good, um, I had the opportunity to, for all of ten minutes, play the Nintendo Switch. I was at a barbecue um, this time last week. See, one week I'm sitting by a pool by a barbecue. This week I'm in a room recording a podcast. It's just Saturdays are wrong. Anyway, I, oh yeah, and um, one of the kids there. Made a comment about Mario Kart, and um, one of the parents said, "Oh, why don't you play like me?" And they they assumed, "Oh, you know, why don't you go and flog David senseless on Mario Kart?" And I went, Uh-uh-uh. "I know Mario Kart." So, um, and she <laughs> bought she bought over the, the obviously the portable screen uh, and the two mm-hmm. um, Switch controllers, and I played her, and she, she did beat me, but I I came second and third in every match. So I was quite proud of that. Um, but it's because on the little screen, obviously, with my eyesight, but those controllers, and I know you both mentioned it, and you in particular, Simon, those controllers are shithouse.
2: The little ones? Yeah, the little. It's just, it's really Yeah, nearly unusable. the joy Yeah, just it's just terrible. Yeah. It's just, when you have it in that, you know, multi, like you pull the controllers off and you're just using one of them yeah, yeah. for yourself. They, they, they're literally, like, tiny. Yeah. Um, which is great. Which, again, is what the Duke is great about. Is It's a huge dinner plate of yeah. control. <laughs> and even if you think of the Wii
1: U, like, I quite enjoy using the Wii U tablet uh, for Mario Kart. Yeah. It's bloody huge, and it doesn't worry me in the least.
2: No, uh, I, I was alright with the Wii U tablet, even if it was a giant plastic toy, yeah, yeah. or it felt like that. But the size-wise of it, I, I thought it was quite comfortable.
1: Yeah. So anyway, that was my very brief <laughs> Nintendo Switch, only playing it in portable mode, understanding that there's a lot more to it than that, but it was enough to mm. make me realise I'm not in a hurry to buy one. So
0: no, they are they are a bit of a trick to yeah. use. You definitely want the uh, the extender rails that have the little uh, the little wrist oh, strap. Yeah,
2: yeah. Yep. yeah, you need them. Um yeah, they, they do have... come with the console when you buy right. it. Yes, um, but yeah, but also in saying that, it's a hell of a lot better to play when you've got both the Joy Cons in one hand, or yeah, yeah. you know, attached to the screen or something like that. Um, or using the, what do they call it? The Joy-Con holder controller thingy that you slot the sl- slides into when you've got the screen separated. Oh, the Spider-Dog controller. Yeah, yeah, that one. Yeah. And e- even the pro, con- the pro, actually, the Pro controller is surprisingly really bloody good. Okay. Um yes. Yeah, There's so...
0: For all the accessories, because Nintendo don't mind expensive. overcharging you. No, that's right. Mm. Yeah,
2: yeah. Uh, but in, say- in saying that, um, you know, the Switch is... It's it's a bloody good little console. I love the thing. I think it's fantastic. It's it's
0: it's a bloody marvel. It really is. Yeah. yeah. I'm still not playing Doom on it though. <laughs> no,
2: don't
1: blame. No. It. All right, uh, and let's talk about a conversation held between Amy Henning and Firewatcher Sean Vannerman. who um, put that one on.
0: I put that in there more as just a, a reference to to steer people to having a look. It's. Obviously um, Amy Henning was involved with um, uh, Uncharted um, and up to and part of um, Uncharted Four, uh, although she left before that game was completed for reasons um, and of course she was also involved with visceral mm. who were uh, doing the linear um, Star, Wars Star Wars game Wars, that yeah. may or may ever appear um, or or the the ruined Shell of it may possibly appear as a, a games as service. Who knows? Future is full of limitless possibilities of suck. We'll, <laughs> we'll find out in good time. Um, but it's uh, and obviously Firewatch. Um, I think everyone knows what Firewatch is. So yeah. that was mm-hmm. that was produced by a. I forgot what it is. It sounds it sounds like a Californian seaside resort. I've forgotten the name of the damn company, uh, but it's only a small team. Whereas, and it's interesting because. Sean sets up a small team to do Firewatch and Amy is involved with enormous teams, both at Naughty Dog and, and with Visceral. So it, it's interesting just hearing them talk and the, the different aspects of their experiences with the, the relative team sizes, but also just how similar the, the, the things they face, the self-doubts, the having to, you know... Look like, look like they know what they're doing when they, like the rest of us, you, you walk into a situation and you, you try and make the best of it and put on a good face, but they are, despite the, what they've done and um, the positions they've held, they have the same doubts as the rest of us. It's just a really interesting, it's a long article, but it's really worth having a look at because it will give you some perspective that I, I think we probably need um, in this weird and wonderful hobby we have, because mm. you, you know, if if your only um, input is from social media and Twitter, then you you think that half the planet's completely psychotic. So it's it's really good just seeing two two normal people who've had some exceptional experiences talk and just get a bit of a sense that yeah, even the people that run EA and the people that run Activision. They're not bad people. They've got different priorities, uh, and maybe maybe they're a little bit numb in some areas and are a little bit blind in some areas as to, to the ramifications of what they're doing. But everyone's everyone's a human being, and I think it, it's it's good to have a look at this, get a bit of perspective, and just just remember that. Mm.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, just just quickly before we move on much further. Um I think we've pretty much covered everything on the run sheet actually. Yeah. I think- um yeah, just darting back quickly to the Nintendo Switch. Uh Nintendo actually held a Nintendo Direct this morning and it was literally announced like an hour before it went live, so that's why we haven't actually mentioned anything on it. Um but very quickly it's been and gone. I'm just having a look. So a few things that I can see from the announcements. Uh Dark Souls Remastered yep. has been announced as coming to the Switch. Uh, there is a Luigi's Balloon mode coming. Uh, Donkey Kong is going to be joining the Mario vs. Right. Rabbits or Cross Rabbits world. Um, there's a Square Enix, uh, The World Ends, uh, coming to the Switch. Uh, Hyrule, Hyrule Warriors is coming to the Switch. Um, I think that's going to be a, from look of it, is a remaster of the Wii U version. Uh, Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze is coming back as That'll well be. um which they're adding surfing ape funky kong to its roster playable yes. characters it wasn't a very good game to begin with so i don't know why they're remastering that one uh but yeah so there's a couple of little announcements um nothing super no. exciting i suppose dark souls on the switch is pretty bloody interesting but other than that um and even Dark Souls, that just says to me, oh, there's going to be a lot of broken Switches coming out soon.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah.
2: <laughs> some people are going to be breaking some of those Joy-Con Yeah, I, I can never
1: you. bring Like, I even saw it on um, the PlayStation shop today. I think it might have been on Speed. I just can't bring myself to buy it for that reason. I just, I, oh, God, no. Uh,
2: you'd you'd hate yourself. Yeah, that's and what I mean. you'd, yeah, too hard. Yeah, it's, it's one of those games. Yeah. Nah
1: all right um any pop culture recommendations so we are um we did mention last episode we're planning on doing a last jedi round table um i know we had uh thomas i think it was um let us know that he was keen on that well thomas very kindly tweeted us i think it was on that from memory but yeah
2: have we scared your friend off
1: no i haven't actually been in touch (laughs) with dave to to, to, (laughs) so i'm gonna ping him and say look we're still on for it um I've now seen it twice, I assume. Well, you, both of you guys have seen it. So, you know, we've got enough mm-hmm. to have a discussion, so we won't go into it now. Um, otherwise, I'm just trying to think. Oh, the only pop culture one, which is a really old one, is I finally got around to reading um, Stephen King's Dark Tower series. So I'm just about three-quarters ah. of the way through the seventh book um, and have enjoyed the hell out of that. For those of you that are Stephen King fans and don't mind a bit of fantasy, he's he pulled it off big time. Yeah. Um, yeah, you guys read it.
0: No. I'm not going to read, so I'm just going to see the movies.
1: Oh God! Yeah. Don't did, even did, start me. You triggered, David. Are oh, you triggered? I'm just triggered. To... That movie, yeah. and, and I'd only read I think two, maybe three of the books by that movie, and even then I was just we we talked about it on this point, I was appalled. And yeah. It just it's, it's I don't even know how Stephen King can hold his head up and and say that it was different to the books, but he still liked it. I don't know how he can swallow that line. Although if you read the Dark Tower books, uh, you'll know in, in books six mm. and seven that um, the author himself plays a very direct role, which is bizarre. Mm. Um, Gets a little meta. Um,
0: I think you find a lot of authors write themselves into their own stories somewhere, and when you end up with a Mary Sue, that's usually the author.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, this one, it's yeah, it's quite weird. I, I actually have struggled with it a bit to think, was it a good move or not? But look, at Stephen King. It's not as if Mm. he's worried about my criticism. Um, So that's my
0: recommendation. What? Well, my recommendation is uh, if you didn't enjoy The Dark Tower, maybe uh, go and have a a look of the uh, the mini series The Langoliers and uh, and and just see how The Dark Tower compares to that. So is that because most most of his adaptations uh, for the the TV suck?
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh, what you're saying is The Langoliers is even worse.
0: Oh, it's, yeah, and it's like, uh, what is it, late 80s, early 90s? Yeah, see, I haven't seen CD, it. Yeah. So.
1: I can't even remember. I yeah. totally remember it's a Stephen King story, but I couldn't even remember what the story's about. It was from one of his short story collections, but that's the thing. He writes too much. Oh, talented bastard. Ben, any mm. recommendations?
2: Um. Just a quick Netflix one, if you guys haven't checked it out or not, it's a pretty dark, violent anime called Devil Man Crybaby. Um Yeah, I just gonna I'm just gonna put that out Don't watch it in public or watch it with kids around. Uh it's uh <laughs> but uh yeah, definitely uh worth checking out. Quite uh, quite other, good. Te- other tentacles involved, maybe? I haven't seen enough to say if there's any tentacles involved. I've only watched a little bit of it, but so far I've enjoyed it. Um, yeah, and I've also been watching like other anime on Anime Lab and stuff like that a lot lately too. But uh, oh, uh, actually, really cool pop culture thing. Uh, and I did mention at the start of the show that I've been I'll be playing D and D a bit, which is why we had to reschedule our normal recording time. Um, but Critical Role just started their uh, second campaign. They had the first episode yesterday Australia time so they'll be live you'll be able to watch it on demand on YouTube on I guess Tuesday Australia time Monday American time mm-hmm. um so starting a brand new campaign if you've interested in D&D or, or anything like that probably worth watching um uh, critical role uh probably one of the few really high profile D&D campaigns out there um or recorded D&D campaigns out there I'd say So definitely worth checking them out. And like I said, brand new campaign, all new characters, great place to start. Um, So, yeah, why not jump in there? All right,
1: and I assume that's Roll with a double L, not an L-E.
2: No, no, it's with an L-E. Oh, okay, there you go. Because they're rolling dice, then they get a critical and they get a 20. Yeah, well, that's why I said double L, because if you're rolling
1: a dice, it's double L, not R-O-L-E, which is playing a role. Yeah, but it's also a role role play. <laughs> they should have used both. That. How? I oh, just roll, roll. See, that would have worked. That's, that's why. That's why <laughs> roll, we, roll? That's why we run. Critical type, roll, roll. That's why we have such a it's... successful podcast.
0: It's just so... call it Rolling McRollface.
1: See, mm. and
0: just yeah, there we go. Problem solved. Go, 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 mm. go. Cast.
1: <laughs> go cast.
0: I think we should change the name.
1: <laughs> Let's do it. Oh God! All right. Yeah. Before I melt from the 60 gigahertz headset and the heat, um, <laughs> let's wrap it there. So um, we'll be back, I said, in a month. We haven't actually worked out whether it'll be the Last Jedi one next, but either way, we'll be back. Um, mm-hmm. But in the meantime, um, i actually been posting some stuff on Facebook, just the odd... Actually, Ben, if you check the Facebook page on the Oceanic Gamer today, there's a fun video from a mum who always wanted to play D&D but has only been able to now. Her, she's had kids, and her kids have got old enough to want to play themselves. And it's, it's, <laughs> that's, it's re- that's
2: actually pretty cool.
1: Yeah, it's a really cool video. So I posted that on there. So yeah, our that's Facebook lot. page is facebook.com forward slash oceanic gamer. Um, okay, I'll have to open Facebook now. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I tweet under the Oceanic gamer. Simon does so under RPG Beats RL. And Ben tweets under the Spawny 13 and live streams on Twitch um, on nights that don't suit us recording the podcast at twitch.tv forward slash the Spawny 13. All the shows are on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Pocket Cast. Um, So thanks very much for listening and thank you, Simon and Ben. Appreciate it as always.
2: Thank you very much.
1: And have a great week
2: and remember, go! Go. Go and
0: watch... Dark Mirror Season 4.
2: Go go, and pre order Sea of Thieves.
0: <laughs> sea of Thieves. Go.
2: Go now. Yeah, go. Go. Don't, Don't Go. Now. go and Go. Destiny. Go
0: The ability to speak does not make one intelligent.